Hello and welcome to the Married to Success podcast. I am joined with my co-host Harrison Gordon. Only a co-host today? Yes. And? Oh, I'm joined with Paige Sander. <laughs> the Oh, I could go on for days about how wonderful you are, but we'll just skip all the bullshit and get right into it. Yeah, so today there's a little bit of bump in the air. Um, today's the relationship episode, and I think this was brought on for a couple of reasons. One being... We're having some big, big, big learning curves with client relations right now. Yeah, I think that's a huge one. Just figuring out how to deal with clients and communicate properly when you're working with two teams trying to mold together. Mm-hmm. There's gonna Coming be from s- two different angles. Yeah, there's going to be... There's going to be some friction points there. So those are things that we're working through right now. And we want to share those with you. And then we're also going to touch on our personal relationship, what it's like working with your significant other in business. Um, as Paige and I are having current squabbles, so Is that what it's called, a squabble? Well, we can call it a squabble, a fight. We're, um, I don't think it's a fight. I think it's just... A disagreement? No. We'll uh, call it a squabble. Anyways, I think, and I think the reason why I wanted to bring this... Um, to light is because I know I have so many followers always asking what's it like working with your partner and I think that's actually a hard question to answer for the reason that it's such a broad question to start with like there's so many aspects to working with your partner and yesterday uh, we were hanging out with our friends Danny and Paul and they basically they're they're starting their business now together and they said not what's it like working with your partner but what should I know before going into business with my partner yeah And I thought that was a really good question. So we're for sure going to touch on that today. Yeah, and I think it's a very personal thing as well, um, where you two are both at in your life Mm -hmm. and just figuring out what your goals are and if you want to get there together. So I think it comes down to a lot of personal development and asking those questions together as a couple. Yeah, I think it's like there's multiple aspects. It's the actual working with someone there's the actual mindset with another person, and then there's also the relationship with the person as well, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like we've touched a lot on the mindset part, which maybe if you want to take that one away, then we can dive into the other two. I just think you need to have like you both need the same mindset in order to succeed together in business. You need to be on the same page. You need to be playing on the same field on the same team, right? A lot of people come into relationships wanting two completely different things out of it. Maybe not even realizing that they want different things though. No, you're not always conscious of it, right? And it's always like to do like what we talked about on our past podcast, like what are your money beliefs? Mm-hmm. What what um what has your education been around money? What has your education been around relationships? Like have you did you grow up with two parents in your household? Did you grow up in a divorced house? Right? These are all factors that play into how I guess you may view or treat uh a relationship with another person and it's it's it all comes together when you're talking about how, how do you want to build a business together where where do your thoughts come from as a couple and how does this work towards your future is your future aligned or are you still figuring things out do you have a roadmap together yeah yeah and I mean with that as well I think that not only with mindset because that's something that you can kind of learn together yeah. Right? I think you can develop a mindset together that's yeah. cohesive. Yeah. And I think also it's like you can have the same goals, but I think another thing is how are you going to get there together? Right. Because even when you and I like, say for example, it's an email marketing campaign that um, you have a very um, 
you see email marketing as like long form text, conversion rates, not so much like the pretty part of it, right? Right. Well, I I think to preface that, yes and no. I think they're like we what we figured out later on down the road is that you need to have a perfect balance of both. Totally. And that's primarily due to like when we're talking now getting into client relations that two people have two different views on what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But one of them works better than the other. Totally. It just depends like what your objective is. But okay, wait, hold on. I want to clarify. I want to clarify this one before I lose it. So email marketing, maybe you see it as long form um, click rate open rates, right? Yes. And say, for example, I see it as um, pretty promo pictures, brand awareness, brand awareness, right? But I think the reality is we're both on the same side of the table. Like we always, when we're working together, we actually try not to do this. We try to like literally sit side by side for this reason that like we are on the same side trying to get this reach the same objective, even though there might be two different ways to do it. Yeah. I think even when you're having a conversation or a meeting with a different company, like sitting a seat away from another so other people can fill in the gaps, you're not always talking at one another, but rather with someone, maybe looking at a board or or at a a TV and looking at that problem together Mm -hmm. uh, definitely helps a lot. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. Like if we're going back to relationships itself, so defining your goals and like even how you plan to get there together, right? Because you can have a goal to make, um, a hundred thousand dollars a year. But like, what does that look like when you break it down? What weight does one person pull? What does the other person pull? Not even monetarily, but also like say in the household, one person does X, Y, Z, like you do the grocery shopping. I do the laundry, right? Who's doing cooking. Yeah. You guys have a, a meal plan laid out. Yeah. hundred percent. So I think that there's, and like even with Pippa's like feeding schedule, like we've kind of like, we found our groove there and we know that together we, we run the household and we bring in the financials that we need to, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when you're setting your goals as well, it's not just a financial number. It's what are you using your money for? Mm-hmm. Why do you want 100000 a year? Mm-hmm. What does that break down into a monthly revenue, right? 8333. But like, what, what are you doing with that money? Where is that being allocated? Mm-hmm. And how are you planning on spending maybe your savings? Or, or how are you planning on investing that? Mm-hmm. Do you, does somebody want to buy a house? Does somebody not want to buy a house? Which is literally one of the debates you and I have all the time, owning versus not owning a home. Where Paige wants to own a home and I don't want to own a home. And I think that also comes down to, you got to dissect it, right? Where do these beliefs come from? I think from you, you grew up in a household where your family and your like your parents and your parents' parents owned land, they owned property. I think it even goes back to like in India where like, because in the caste system, we're farmers, we own the land. And I think it's just something that's like so ingrained in not only the culture, yeah. but also just the way I've been brought up. Like there's like, sense. there's like a checklist of things, right? The things you have to do as a... Yeah. It's not a question if you go to university, like you, you, it's a thing of what one are you going to, right? right. And it's not a question of when are you going to be moving out? It's going to be a thing of, well, what house, like what, when are you going to buy your house? Right. Right. There's, it's just different things that like I measure and you had a different upbringing with. Yeah, I think for me it's, well, my grandparents had a home and then they passed away. And when I was younger, my parents had a home together and then they got divorced. And then from then, my parents have only been renting since. And then even, that's one part of just, I guess, my past that brings me to the point of like, I don't think it's necessary to own a home. And then when I do the math and I hear, like I've never had parental figures, so to speak, or like personal mentors in my life that, taught me and walked me through business is all just learning and like how do I read more books how do I watch people online and I think watching someone like Grant Cardone say hey you should never buy a house 
and he owns a billion dollars in multifamily, I think it's a thing for me of I can rent where I live and I can invest my money in another asset. So I think we're on the same page and the same side in terms of we want to invest in property. I think it's just like what property do we want to invest in and at what point. And, and Paige is just smiling on the other end, on the other end if you're if you're listening, but she has a different. View. I still want to own my home. I still want to knock the walls down. I still want to redesign it. I want to build it up. I want to have a sunroom. Like there's so many things that I feel so particular about. Yes. Also, because one of my dream jobs was to be an interior designer, whether it was right. like fashion or interiors, I like knew I wanted to be. Do Do you remember what I said though? I said I can see ourselves owning a home. I just don't see it coming first. See, and this is where like relationship and business parts because it's like business is like how we're going to do certain things, right? And like multifamily real estate units would fall into that business category because we know we need to have XYZ financials to be able to, you know, fund it into that for us to make more money. We always try to like put a straight line in between personal and business. And I think that's where the divide comes in our relationship is that we're trying to, you're trying to say a home is strictly personal when that money is from the business and you're trying to put a line in between it saying, Hey, this is only like the home we want to have is personal. I think my thing is though, is that like, if we're looking at a timeline, it's like I'm turning 24 this year. And if I want to have kids by 29, I want my home by 27, 28, because I want to know that I'm building that home before I have the kids because when I'm pregnant or when I have a two-year-old, I don't want to have to think about building my dream home again. Like, I feel like that time is supposed to be happening in three or four years, right? And and I think maybe this is, like, where, like, the maternal part of me kicks in and says, like, obviously I'm not, like, on a ticking clock, but, like, my body is. Right. Right? So if I'm thinking about what I need to get done in a certain time... My thing is I want to be a homeowner and also because that's so ingrained in my culture and in me and my upbringing, being a homeowner by 27 is like a must. If anything, it's 25 for me. And and I think that this is where you're looking at me with a blank face because I know you see it so differently. And this is something that we have had different views on literally from like the day we met. Like yep. four years now, we still see this differently and we have decided to just table this conversation until it needs to happen. Yeah. Right? I I think what would be a great next step if we're thinking about problem solution, right? Mm. As there's no problems, only solutions. Is, that's something we say in our relationship is if you're genuinely thinking about a home, this is as we're working through it live, yeah. is put together a plan. Like, yeah. like legitimately, like, if it, like there is no separation between personal and business, in my opinion. That's a really blurred line. extremely blurred i think you need to just put together a we together can for whatever dream home you want to build i think we need to start crunching the numbers and actually look at what it is that we want to do like what neighborhood do we want to live in Mm -hmm. and i think what type of house do you want to build how much is that going to cost what's the mortgage on that how much down payment do we need to put on that i think that's the other thing though is like vancouver this market itself is extremely inflated like we can go to LA and a $4 million home or even a million dollar home would be like insane with a pool, maybe even a basketball court. And like, yeah. it's everything. You can get a nice home in Calabasas for $2 million, $2.5 million. Yeah. And here in Vancouver, like, like a, a basic home, home is like a million dollars. Yeah. Like a home that was built like 10 years ago in like a suburban area is going to be a million dollars. And that's what like... And she still wants to own a home. I mean, and, but this is the thing. We go back and forth so much because like, I totally see the side of 
a home being um, ugh, a liability, not an asset. Right. Whereas if multifamily is an asset, it generates you money. And like, I get it. Like, I just... Like your, your logical brain is saying... We don't need to buy a home, but your maternal emotional side is saying, I want a home. Well, for even my just kids. my wants. I want to build a home. Like, I know, I know. Why don't you just design a home and sell it? No, I want to <laughs> live in it. And that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm so particular. You know how particular I am. Yeah, you're very, very particular. So, like, if, if I'm going to live in something for, like, probably the rest of my life, I want it to be so perfect. But there- what if your definition of perfect changes over your lifetime? That's fine. Then in 10 years, I'm going to build another home. Okay. Home debate done. Okay. Okay. Let's get into our other one. Um, so, okay, because we talked. Okay, we talked about um, the mindset and the goals and the vision. Yeah. We talked about running running the business together. Let's dive into that one. Sure. Okay. So, relationships, running a business together, how it works. I think that one thing we always know is focus on your strengths. Yeah, I think when you are finding a business partner in general, let alone your significant other, you should have some sort of checklist. Like you definitely need to know what their values are. What they No, no, values is mindset. No, I think it comes down to well, yes and no. I feel like you just need to know what they value. Value is not always mindset. Mindset's how they think. Values are like what they cherish. Okay. Right? I think understanding their values and seeing if they're aligned, like are you on the same page? Right? Do you want kids? Like things like that, values. Then you're talking about strengths. Like, what are you good at? Like, what are your God-given talents? What are your algorithm-given talents if you're not, like, believing in God? You know what I mean? Like, what, mm-hmm. what things come naturally to you that you're good at? Like, write those down. Share those. Maybe your weaknesses are your partner's strengths. Totally. Maybe you're doing something that doesn't serve you or your partner's trying to get you to do something that doesn't serve you, right? And they're good at it, but they think that both people need to be good at it. Maybe just one person needs to, to do that so the other person can learn another skill. And I, and I think especially too, like, say for example, when you're like first starting out, I think it's important for everyone to kind of be on the same page and have a general understanding of things. And then as you continue to grow on your skills, I think it's just, it's a time management thing mm-hmm. where it doesn't make sense to have two people doing one thing when you know that your resources could be better put doing other things that why are do still... Need, why do you need two people at a meeting when you can have two meetings? Yeah, exactly that. Right? And we've learned that along we've the way We've learned that a well. lot. Yeah. This this year even, like it's such a simple thing to know. But yeah, we both don't need to be there or even like time management of just doing phone calls. Yeah. The difference between driving 30 minutes to have a 30 minute conversation or drive an hour home because it's rush hour now when you could just stay at home in your pajamas and, and you, know what, you know what I mean? <laughs> the reality. Like, like you yeah. can do phone calls from your house and you could still get the job done. Mm-hmm. Of course, that comes back to your, what's your sales process like and stuff like that. But time management is huge. How can you save more time because it's something you never get back? Yeah. So time management between two partners. But also um, as we're... Strengths. Yeah. Before we dive into that, talking about time management, I think it's a thing that even we struggle with in our relationship is, is stop doing minimum wage tasks. Okay. Yeah. Right? Like I think it's a thing in our house, at least we're, we're at the point where we're privileged enough to say, Hey, do we want to hire a cleaner to clean the house? So Paige isn't cleaning for four hours in a day. It's also like a therapeutic thing, which I never expect you to understand. Okay. I think it runs in my blood. Okay. A bad example. Somebody to clean the dishes. Somebody to cook meal. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, fine. I, cooking. Cooking. Or even when it comes down to... That's personal, right? Because that's a personal line that we're, we're crossing yeah. there. But if you want to talk business, then it's a the thing of sending out emails. Totally. Having someone prepare a report for you. Like, 
task that you can hand off to a virtual assistant in the Philippines that you can pay them five to seven dollars an hour, which you think is a bad deal because, oh my God, we're paying them five to seven dollars. But in reality, that's a, an amazing wage for someone there. Like making that amount of money secured is an amazing opportunity for them. And paying them to do that task for you saves you time to spend with your significant other instead of doing those things at night when you could be hanging out. That's true. Right? Yeah. So. I also think actually from my coffee today that I had, um, it was actually such an interesting kind of like light bulb moment for me because I found it interesting. I was talking about our journey in e-com and how I kind of missed that human connection. Yeah. And then having like VAs and everyone hired and um, Joss, who I was speaking with, he said, yeah, like I have a lot of friends in the space that have like done that. And he was like, but like what I found the most impactful was having like a mentee, like someone that I can mentor through things. And maybe that person's not accessible, like as many hours as a VA would be, but like that human connection of like being able to grow with someone has been huge. Yeah. And um, as Ethan's sitting here, Ethan has, he's kind of chimed in and out of Pulse Media or just even our lives really. Yes. Um, I think it was last year for the summer um, and he's come back and it's been amazing because I think it's been such a cool opportunity to have Ethan here. He, um, yeah, like we just get to see that growth in so many ways. Like he was like, okay, like I want to do 2020 goal planning with you. He's like, I've had this goal since last year and it hasn't changed since this year, but I haven't gotten it. So like, let's, let's, let's figure it out. And that was a cool moment for me. Cause I was like, cool. I can reverse engineer with someone to help something seem attainable. Um, and even like help them grow in their personal aspects of their life too, along mm-hmm. with having him help us in our business. hundred percent. I think it's a great learning opportunity for both parties as well Mm -hmm. to just say hey this is something you want to accomplish how can we do it together totally and that is that human component that you were missing as well yeah and that's also why you took on client relations and you started that's why we really kick-started the agency as well so how can we help people and how can we have conversations with uh, people business owners that we like and, and, and businesses that we want to be a part of that we think are contributing to society as well was another part that we wanted exactly instead of reselling things from china i mean that's just the reality of it right Mm -hmm. so okay i want to make sure we hit all the points here yes now let's just touch on uh what happened yesterday with me and you well what happened yesterday with me and you i'll let you i'll let you tell your side because i don't want it to be a one-sided thing oh no please you tell your you tell your story let everyone know okay well what your dirty laundry go for it well what i felt like had happened and this has to do with like what it's like working with your business a business partner what it's like working with your partner as well um essentially like over the past couple months like i have tried to plan more activities and more dates and there are things that I genuinely like to do, and I thought that you would be interested in them, but maybe not. Um, and with that, probably once a week, I usually have something planned, whether it's a yoga class, we've done boxing before, I we've gone hiking, snowshoeing, um, obviously like more like physical outdoor activities. It's just like things that I really, really like to do. Mm-hmm. And yesterday it was skiing and at 8.30, I told you the night before, I said, I'm not going to wake you up tomorrow, but we're going to leave around 8 to 8.30 because the mountain opens at 9. Yes. And then... I, I didn't recall that you ever said the mountain opens at 9, but okay. Okay. So either way, it makes sense though to get on a mountain early, regardless, regardless. Um, what I felt had happened was 
we I woke up I said hey are you ready to go and you said didn't you just wake up 10 minutes ago and like yeah I did and I think the thing is is that at that point I got up out of bed and I changed and I got ready and I packed up and then I felt like you had looked at me twice and then turned around the other side even though you had spoken words to show that you were awake and then you decided not to come with me and I just like the time in the middle of the night where you asked for cookies I did and, ask and for that. And you're still talking? Anyways. Right, and you were fully conscious then. Right? Anyways. No, okay. My point being, I felt like as a partner, you let me down and you don't prioritize the things that I want to do in our relationship. Whereas if, if it's a thing of Harrison working all day on a task or even up at night or um, like even if, say, like it's a thing of like going to see other people, but like you would rather just like get something done. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like always, always, always a priority for you. And I felt like when it came time to prioritize our relationship and something we could do together that didn't include work, I always feel like it's not something that you care to do. To prioritize our relationship? Yeah. Like our, like the things, like activities that we do okay. outside of work. Okay. So that that's how I see it. And I think that like, I know beforehand you said, like, I don't really want to talk about this. Like, you're going to ream me out. Like, people are going to get your side. And I think the reality is this is a real example of something that just happened in our relationship that I feel like is because we also work together that, you know, we don't we don't come back from work at 5 o'clock and, like, recollect our day and have dinner together and then do something at night. Like, we're literally together all the time, so it always feels like we're spending time together. Mm-hmm. But it's not always like mindful it's not always we're not fully present with each other and we're not always growing each other in different ways other than work right and I think that's where the blurred line comes in where there is a clear at least in your mind I feel like there is a clear um difference between personal and business like there's that line in the middle that says this is personal this is business and I feel like that's where there are those blurred lines where it's like Yes, we do spend time together, but it may not always be personal. And I think it's... I feel like more more often than not, it's not. And that's why I remember a month... No, not even a month. At the beginning of the year, two, three weeks ago, you said, Sunday will be our day to do things that don't include work. Yes. Um, and even like, for example, we were going to record this podcast on Sunday, and I said, no, that's our day. Yes. Even, even though the podcast is something we enjoy, something yes. we talk about. And I think the big thing is, yes, maybe... Or, yes, I did not show up yesterday, right? That's doing a disservice to our relationship, and I apologize for that. That's not something I want to do is keep letting you down. Yeah, I felt so let down. Not even yesterday, but for, like, months of trying. And I know you're apologizing. I just felt like the apologies are, like, cop-outs because it keeps happening and happening and happening. And And I think I've identified a trend. Well, it makes me feel like I'm not worthy of hanging out with you. Nobody's worthy of hanging out with me. Oh, stop. That's so pathetic to think that you're that awesome. I'm just, it's, a, it's a joke. Okay. Um, wow, tough crowd. Um, I think there's a trend of like waking up in the morning and like me just being tired and like me not being fully conscious when you're up getting around. And I think you did leave yesterday without even saying, hey, I'm leaving. You just left and you made that decision to leave and go on the mountain. When you could have been like, hey, Harrison, I'm leaving in five minutes. Like, hello, I'm leaving in five minutes. Are you coming with me? Yes or no? Like, like that 
that easy of a statement or question like would have probably gotten me up out of bed. As you know, I roll out of bed like 15 minutes before meetings, 30 minutes before, because I, I'm like a Snorlax, okay, with anyone that understands Pokemon. Like I just like sleeping and I... I just, just feel a, like... It's, a, it's an excuse to you and I don't think it is. I feel like if I say I'm working, it's, yeah, well, you're working and not prioritizing our relationship. You're a workaholic and like I'm tired and... I'm not the easiest person to get out of bed in the morning. And it's, you can ask my mom. It's been like that for, for years. And that's just how my nature is. And it's not intentionally trying to do a disservice to our relationship or to, to I I also feel like, you. though, like, see, for example, if I'm like, let's go take Pippa on a nice walk when we're already up, you're like, no, I don't want to go. Or, like, we're halfway through the walk and we're like, okay, can we head back now? It's like, like, you're like, I got stuff to do. And I'm just like, man, like, this is where, like, we need to like just like hang out as people and like I feel like when it's things at night they don't get prioritized. Dude, I don't know how many times I have to tell you that I'm okay you're, you're, you're bringing up an example from last week when you said like you're, you're probably gonna bring this up it's like in your holster like it's ready to go like I'm about to load it into you it's like last week when you went to yoga with your friend and you asked me do you want to like come to yoga no i wasn't even gonna bring that one up oh that was just in the back pocket no i wasn't gonna bring that one up because you said that because i didn't invite you i just i asked you like last minute hey do you want to come right i just think those are things that like it's like you're a yogi and i feel like we're allowed to have personal things that we like to do with each other yeah and i feel like you're just trying to invite me to your thing okay like i enjoy yoga yes when i go do i always want to go to yoga no that's fine. Maybe I can maybe I can make the initiative. I think that's something that I'm learning is maybe I need to take the initiative to put it in my calendar and invite you. And if that's something you want to show up to, that's fine. If not, I'm not going to be offended. That's cool. That's cool? That's cool. I mean, yeah, like I just, I think that that's just like, there. I don't really know if there's a solution for this really because I think well, that's it's... that's not the attitude. I know it's not the well, married to success attitude. Well, what's, what's what's your solution? If you had to have a solution, what would it be? I think I've just resigned from trying to make plans with you because I just felt like I've been so let down every time. And I think that's my honest solution here because how many times can I be counseled on? Like if, if this was a friend doing this to me, not someone who has in a relationship, there's no way I would tolerate that. So why do I keep practicing insanity and doing that over and over and over again right. with someone that I like live with and work with. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there should be an exception made there. Okay. So I've just decided to just draw back my efforts really. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So we'll end the podcast there. No, we still have client relations to talk oh, we're about. Oh, talk about that? Okay. Yeah. Okay, now that the audience hates me, um, we'll just move on to the next point. Yeah. Client relations. Great. Okay. Do you want to dive into kind of what's been going on? Not really. <laughs> You're being honest. I don't know how anybody in their right mind actually getting ripped apart on a podcast live that's going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube is going to really want to continue on. And like, you know what I mean? I don't think that this meant to be personal. No, you're just sharing. It's just the red table talk well, I live think, on Facebook. No, Gosh. my God. This is just like the reality of our relationship. And people ask so much. Like, I just feel like I wanted to be on these platforms because I wanted to share honestly about what goes on in life. Like, the same way I'll talk about being on an antidepressant is the exact same way I'm going to share about our relationship. Like, 
it's just not always going to be pretty. And I think that's just the reality of what we do and what we're here for. Right. And I just think it's just bullshit that you said there's no solution. Okay, then come back with one. I just did, but you don't, you don't acknowledge it. Oh, you planning things and me coming to them? Well, you choosing if you want to show up. Yeah, no, and I'm for that. I'm very for that. <laughs> I just said I'm in. Great. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, clients. Are you with me? Yeah. Okay. Client relations this week has been a learning curve because... It has been like pulling teeth the same way when we talked about email marketing, like we're on the same page, but I guess people are coming from different angles on what they want to get done. Yeah, I think clients don't know what they want and we tell them what they want and then they're like, yeah, that sounds great. And then when you get over, what are you doing? Just checking the time. Just very distracting when like I'm trying to make a point you're over there. What? Okay, client relations, it's very distract. It's very hard when they don't know what they want when and... They, when you when you agree on... See, one thing we do in Pulse Media is we send out weekly reports so we're all on the same page. We, um, we have these things called KPIs. It's called a Key Performance Indicator. It's something that you can use to measure your success and to benchmark your previous goals to say, hey, we're increasing what we're doing based on these metrics, whether that's website visits, whether that's profile visits, followers, and, and most importantly in business, would you not think it's sales? Like if your sales are increasing, then you're happy. Yeah. So a thing that's happened recently, and it's, I don't think this is a rare occasion with agency, but it's, hey, I'm delivering results, but they're still unhappy with something. And, and I think on our end, we feel like we're like bending over backwards like we're doing everything like above like what contract says for we're doing complimentary stuff we're like but nothing is good enough and we're showing like crazy roi so we doubled their revenue in four months i could just mic drop there and leave it but that's not enough to some clients i think it's i think where it comes into play is that as as an agency when you when you choose to take on an agency what you do is you relinquish control of that thing, right? What you should do is relinquish control saying, hey, I'm not the expert in this whole marketing online thing and you are. That's why I'm hiring you. That's why I'm trusting you with my business and this part of my business to do what you say you're going to do. And I think that the, the disconnect is when they decide to step in as an expert in your industry and they decide to give opinions on, your, on what you're doing. Opinions over... Oh, opinions over statistics, of course. Shout out Drake. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a thing of they walk in saying, hey, I want this, this, and this. And when we say, we can do that for you, I'm just going to let you know that you're going to get less results. Mm-hmm. Your sales are not going to keep increasing at this rate because you're giving opinions that are just opinions. They're not proven with techniques, proven with results. Well, actually, on that note, even I just saw a note um, just saying, like, here's like our overall sales this month. And it isn't near the quota and that's because one of the services that we were doing has been on pause for the past was on pause for the beginning two weeks of january due to them wanting to review what we're doing everything yeah said please put everything on pause we need to review it and then i said fine but like just letting you know yeah just letting you know this is what's gonna happen or if you change something that like like i forget who said it i think it it might have been peter drucker or brian tracy um, it's a quote that says, 
like what you don't want to stop what you're doing that has got to, gotten you to where you are. You want to stack on top of it, right? If you're doing something that's working, don't stop doing that one thing that's working. Keep doing that, but add on something else that could bring you in more money, that could bring you in more customers. And what they chose to do is cut that one thing that was working since the beginning and change it slightly. But in our opinion, that's going to bring less results. And that comes back to the, are you hiring an expert? Are you trusting them? Or are you just hiring someone and then giving your two cents mm -hmm. that isn't valid, right? And I think it just comes down to, what do you think it comes down to? I think it's a thing of trust. I think it's a thing of not always actually like, and I think the thing that I hear often is I don't actually know exactly everything that's going on. So I'm going to leave it like I need to leave it to you guys. But then when it comes to leaving it to us, it's like, it's a thing of like being unsure. Yeah. Or like, I don't know what to compare it what to. What am I comparing it to? What's my benchmarks for this? And I think it's a thing of, that's not our job as an agency to tell you what it is that we're doing and how you're supposed to compare that or how you're supposed to measure results. Typically, it's towards your own thing that's happening. Yeah, so I think that realistically, like as much as we can do on our end to educate the client, to show them where we're at, I think it kind of goes back to the thing that you always say is like, if you're the expert in, <clears throat> so, ooh, what happened to my voice there? <clears throat> wow, water? I think yeah, you take just this one. I don't know what happened. Is, um, if you are, how do I explain this simply? Let's use examples, a little examples. If you, if you own a car dealership and you come to Pulse Media saying, hey, I want more leads, I'm not gonna tell you how to run a dealership. I'm not gonna tell you how a car is built. I'm not gonna tell you how to sell a car mm -hmm. or do your thing. That's you, you're the expert. If you're a doctor, I'm not going to tell you, hey, this is how you're supposed to do surgery. Right? If yeah, exactly. If, if you're an optometrist, I'm not going to tell you this is how you're supposed to switch the dials on the yeah, whatever. Yeah, this is the, the prescription you need to be giving. <laughs> like your that's clients. not. I'm not that doctor. I'm not that expert in in, in the service or the product you're selling. Totally. That's not me. But but when it comes to agencies, oh, business owners and and people feel the need to tell us how to do our job. Totally. And it's not even in a way where it's saying like, hey, this is kind of what I'm expecting. It's literally like nitpicking all of the services Can you like and the wording and copywriting and i think that just comes down to like the lack of trust in a client trust communication and i think and i think like to some to kind of like put the cherry on top i think the thing is is that we went from e-commerce which was working for ourselves primarily dealing with just me and you yes. and nvas right and our team and i think that when we have customers it's it's very very straightforward like here's our return policy here's our shipping policy yeah there's going to be a couple kind of special special situations that we need to work through yes i think the thing is with client relations as we've moved into the agency space it's okay like like, yes, you can just put policies on things and make it stingy and make it black and white. But I think the reality is you're working with people. And I think everyone knows working with people is always going to be a little bit more challenging. Yeah. And I think with that, everyone has a certain way that they were raised, which has to do with how they communicate with other people. How they were communicated to in the past. Totally. Um, the relationships that they've had in the past with other maybe pe other people in business, other media agencies, how those went. Yes. So they're going to have their biases already. Yes. I think there's going to be so many different people on the team with different objectives or even the same objectives but different ways to do them. Yes. Um, Creative differences. Exactly. Exactly that. And I think... And I think the last thing on that is um, 
you know, everyone has the same outcome or everyone has the same goal, but it's how each person's going to get there. Yes. Right? So I think that the reality is, is that client relations is something that, you know, client relations and our personal relationship. It's still something we're trying to master. Yeah. And, and I know halfway through this podcast, I know you were feeling defeated, right? And I know that it was a conversation you didn't want to have. And I, <laughs> as your eyes just go, you're just giving me a stank eye. But my point is, is that I think that, well, I know, I know I love you. I know I love what we do. And I know that we're going to make this work. And I think having that attitude going into our relationship, the problems that we're going to have and that we do have. And then also the same thing with clients is that there are going to be things that come up. And I think it's a thing of the same way in our relationship when we don't automatically go to I'm out, fuck it, like, you figure your shit out, like, I'm not dealing with you anymore. Yes. We, we take the same approach with clients, right? We're like, okay, well, let me figure out how to maneuver this. Let me hear what the core issues are. Let me reverse engineer how we can get to the same goal together, given all of our differences that we have. Yes. And, yeah, and I think that's what sums up this whole relationship episode, is understanding there's going to be differences, there's going to be... Um, problems that we are going to have and I think it's always knowing that there's a solution focus because you told me that you didn't like how I how you said it was bullshit that I didn't have a solution yes and thank you because it is bullshit right I think that you can't just end a conversation with like the same way that you answered it which is the problem still on the table Mm -hmm. there needs to be a way to move forward and Saying fuck it is a way to move forward, but also saying, hey, there's a solution is a way to move forward. But leaving it in the same place, it's just a waste of a conversation. Yeah. It's just, it's just relaying history. And I think that's where it's frustrating is with, with talking with you, with talking with clients. It's like, okay, these things are on the table. What are the solutions here? Mm-hmm. How are we going to move forward? What are the best ways to move forward? What, what are your problems? Great. What do you think of these solutions? Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's where... When you're dealing with relationships, that's client relations, that's personal relations, it's how can you move forward? Totally. How can you make this a win-win for both parties? What, what do we have to do to make this work? Mm-hmm. Right? Do I have to now schedule meetings with you that are like, not meeting, you know what I mean? But like, I <laughs> but think we, we do do that But now. I think it's funny because like people would laugh at that notion, but I think it's true. It's you, you schedule time with everybody else but yourself. So why don't you schedule time for your calendar with with you as an individual, mm-hmm. but also with your partner for, for a dinner date. What If you invite a client out to dinner, why do you not invite your significant other and, and plan time for that? So I think that's something we should work on. Yeah. That's something I can work on, but with sending you. I think moving forward, I'm not the guy to have plans with at 9 a.m. because I am dead-ass tired and I've, I've never been one to wake up early. And you probably view that as, a, as an excuse and, and God forbid, you know, go for it, but... I, I just think there's got to be some things we need to do a little Pippa bit. Throw Pippa on my face in the morning. <laughs> she's, not, she's a dog, not a, not a toy. <laughs> she sleeps on my head. Okay, okay, that's fine. You I know think, what I mean? But I, I think the thing is, is that, you know what, there, there are solutions to things. We need to have the mindset where we're always thinking about the solution. And that's just it, you know? Yeah, it's how can we move forward. All right. So if you're, if you're wondering how to move forward or, or if you have a relationship that you're stuck with. Whether it's a client, a person, anything, your lover. Lay it out. Air your dirty laundry. What's on the table? What are the problems? 
Yeah, and sometimes airing out the dirty laundry is not always going to be pretty, but you have to do it, I think. Sometimes you just need to sit next to each other, not across the table from someone. So maybe when we record our podcast next, we'll sit next to each other, not across the table. But I like looking at your eyes. But I like looking at you. (laughs) Okay, thanks for listening to the Married to Success podcast with my lovely, caring, passionate boyfriend and co-host Harrison Lee Gordon. Amazing. Before we end the podcast there, if you are listening on audio, what I would love for you to do, if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. Leave a review. Leave us uh, give us one star, give us five star, give us some stars, okay? Leave a review on the podcast channel that you're on. If you're on YouTube, give us a big thumbs up if you like the video <laughs> and comment down below. Let us know what you think of this episode. Let us know what else you want us to talk about. Am I an asshole? Do I need to work on myself? Probably. Let me know in the comments below. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for watching and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Bye.